0: is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. We have a bubbly personality for you today. Carrie Carbonaro, aka The Money Queen, is a certified financial planner with an MBA in finance and with over 25 years experience in financial services. Carrie's latest book, The Money Queen's Guide, for women who want to build wealth and banish fear. Number one on Amazon, bestseller in several countries. Carrie is frequently sought out for her expertise and has been quoted in a variety of well-known publications and has been a guest on various TV programs such as Fox and Friends, The Today Show, Fox News, ABC and lots more. Carrie is also a yoga instructor in her free time. Okay, now let's get on with the show. Welcome, Carrie. We have Carrie Carbonaro on the show today.
1: Thank you. So, so glad to be here.
0: And I'm I'm sure there is a a different uh, time. What time is it at your end of the world?
1: My end of the world. It is 4:24 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
0: Okay, and we are 8:25 here in uh, Melbourne in the morning. So there you go. Isn't it amazing? (laughs) Right. it is amazing so I just wanted to uh, before we get started into um, you know our podcast I'd love to hear a little bit about you so just giving us a bit of a snapshot into Carrie Carbonaro
1: sure so I consider myself um, a female advocate um, that is my role in life is to um, be a an advocate in every which way for, for a woman. Um, I'm also known as the money queen. Um, that's my nickname and my trademark. (laughs) I am also a certified financial planner and I've had 25 years experience, um, in the financial service arena. I am an author. I am a professor. I am a yoga instructor in my spare time. And overall, I think I am, um, a great listener and a big fan and supporter of women.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. I love Money Queen. I've got to ask you, how did you come up with the name?
1: Believe it or not, it's so funny because so I work in financial services. I I don't know if you I I guess you know this, but I I don't want to assume that anybody that everybody knows this, but it's male dominated. <laughs> I don't know if that's is that common knowledge? It is actually. Okay. So very male dominated. So it's about an 80, 20. And so it's funny because most of my life, I'd never even realized that it was, I, it was just what I was drawn to because I grew up with my father who was, um, a big influence on my life and he was in the money field. And so me and him, he taught me money my entire life. So we, I always say when people, when kids like play ball, like with their father, me and him, you know, went to foreclosure auctions or did money related stuff. So I did that from the time I was five. So it's literally in my blood. And so somebody from my office in my firm started calling me the money queen. And I just thought it was the greatest name ever. And then everybody started calling me the money queen. And then I decided to name my book, the money queen's guide.
0: Love it. It's a cool name, Money Queen. So
1: tell me,
0: what's the the best part of your job?
1: Um, The best part of my job for me is helping people. Um, And obviously, when I say people, most of them are women. I mean, not exclusively, but I would say the majority are, are women. And, you know, especially during difficult parts of their lives, You know, when somebody either loses a spouse or uh, any type of death whatsoever or a divorce or a job loss, anything that's incredibly traumatic, which is usually when I get involved, because I get involved in people's lives when they're usually at some sort of crossroads or crisis or, you know, reevaluation stage. And that's when I come into their lives. So it's a good it's good for me because I get to really be um a force for good. And I remember a client saying to me once, um, you know, I will never forget how you were with me when my husband died. She goes, I'll remember that for the rest of my life.
0: Oh Wow, you've just given me goosebumps. And you know, when you think about it, it is true that, you know, they, these are difficult times that people go through when they're going through divorces or, um, you know, a death in the family and it highly emotional, and it's hard to even think straight, let alone, you know, start talking about finance or or money or, you know, and it's great to have some support there to help them through that. So that's fantastic. Thank you.
1: Uh,
0: With the benefits of hindsight, what would you have done differently in your life?
1: Well, it's interesting. I I think about that often and sometimes it keeps me up at night, (laughs) but I would have stayed at every one of my jobs until I was vested, no matter what. That's something that a little bit haunts me because I walked away from money and being the money queen. I don't really like to do that. Um, I also married the wrong man at one point in my life, which cost me dearly. Um, I write about it extensively in my book. Um, The best advice I've ever been given by my dad um, was to invest in myself and um, my education and my training. And that can never be taken away from me. And so that's – I know I just answered two questions in one.
0: <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. I mean, I look at it, you know, just listening to what you were saying, I think that, you know, they're sometimes even though they're not great experiences to go through, I think that we all take learnings from those experiences and they obviously make you who you are today. I right. Think well, we hope,
1: you- we, hope, we hope you learn from them.
0: <laughs> well, Otherwise, think- some, some people keep making the same
1: mistakes over and over. Learning from them is, is – That's what we're supposed to do in life. We're supposed to learn from those mistakes.
0: It's not like we're not
1: supposed to make them. We're supposed to learn from them.
0: Oh, absolutely. But I think it's necessary to make mistakes. It's how we grow and that's how we know what not to do.
1: Exactly.
0: And I think it's, you know, I think just listening to what you were saying too, it's allowed you to, from those experiences, to write a book and share it with other people so that uh, they don't go through those similar experiences themselves.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's so funny, because when I was going through my difficult time in my life, um, I kept saying, why is this happening? Like, there has to be a bigger purpose other than me being going through this horrible experience. Like I I, and I and it's funny, because I actually thought to myself, I see myself speaking to women on a big stage, telling this story someday. And and that's exactly what I'm doing.
0: And you will do that. It's perfect. It's a great visualization to continue to, to uh, fulfill that visualization. I love it. You talked about advice. I'm curious. What is the best advice that you've ever been given? Um,
1: I think to invest in myself and to go, um, you know, get get your undergraduate degree, get your advanced degree, um you know go get my certification in um to be a board certified financial planner i think that education for me um is the most important thing that i could have i could have done for myself and it will always be with me and it can never be taken away no matter what
0: absolutely and what is your greatest lesson that you have ever learned
1: my greatest lesson i would say and this is a tough one. And I write also a lot about this in my book, not letting my emotions take control of my decision-making process. And if you do, it's almost 100% going to be the wrong decision.
0: So do you mean, are you talking about even positive emotions? Um, I'm mainly
1: talking about like, so for example, let's say, no, I'm mainly talking about negative emotions. I'm mainly talking about fear. Right. Yeah. Fear, fear, fear is the, the negative emotion that should not cloud your decision making process.
0: So, so in other words, you're saying if you feel the fear, don't make a decision with. The yes,
1: fear. correct. So like, let's say for let me give you an example. So now since this is related to what I do for a living, and since I do this all the time with my clients. So let's say the market is going down, the stock market is going down. And, and you, and this happens often with women, women, probably more than men. And as a general rule that, Oh my God, the sky is falling. I'm losing all this money. I'm nervous. I can't take it. I want to sell. Now, as you know, um, that's not the right thing to do. As a matter of fact, it's the complete opposite of what you should do. You should actually be buying at that time, but we can't help ourselves. And the fear comes over and takes over and, it you know, potentially forces us to make a bad decision with our with our money. And so that's exactly what I'm talking about about letting fear and emotions override your clear head, clear-headed decision making.
0: Well, thank you for clarifying that. I have to say that for for me, when I uh, bought the house that I uh, am living in, uh, I have to say that I was very fearful because it was an auction that was one uh, I'd never experienced an auction and the other it's uh I was just riddled with emotions and not sure about was I doing the right thing with the wrong thing and I just it happened so fast and I think I just jumped into it and did it mind you now I absolutely am uh, overwhelmed with that decision but at the time I was highly emotional overwhelmed in a good way I, I think it, I don't know. I I I don't know if you would like to label it good or bad. I was just overwhelmed because everything was happening so fast, and and I was fearful as well because the whole the whole auction process it was just so fast. It was, and then all of a sudden it's like bang! You're the owner of this house. Congratulations.
1: Right, right. Well, and it's funny because some at least I'm happy that you even did it because some people um, the fear paralyzes them and they can't actually even take action. Yes. So the fact that you actually did it, I'm proud of you for doing that.
0: So do you, would it be right to say that when you feel fear, maybe to embrace the fear and feel it anyway and do it anyway? You should definitely
1: feel it. I'm never ever ever saying not to feel it, but what I'm saying is to um, get clear headed about it. Like so, for example, in that case, in my case of of my situation with my clients. Um, you know, wanting to sell, they need an objective third party to give them like a reality check. And like for you, if you were working with, um, I don't know if you were working with anybody, if you had like an, a buyer's representative or anything working with you for them to help you and get guide you through the process or an attorney to guide you through the process. So you almost need like an objective third party who's an advocate for you so that you don't get overwhelmed and you don't get so fearful and you and you know you sort of sort out what's what's going on here
0: right so that's, that's obviously, that's a, a piece of advice or I call it a gold nugget is if you are going to invest in property or, uh, because you do. I think that when people, people emotionally get involved in a house and they look at a house and look, I really, really want it, you know, and, but then I've got this budget and then they go over the budget, but having a third party, I've never looked at it that way, having a third party is not emotionally involved into, in the investment, and therefore that can be more logical about the decision process. Right. And I actually it's interesting. So part of, you know, as a certified
1: financial planner, I do get involved if my clients ask me, can I afford this house? Should I buy this house? Now, when I when I when they come to me, they know that they're, they're going to get the uh, the true answer if they like it or not. You know, it's 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 uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. So. I'm going to tell them yes or no, and they're going to, you know, usually when they come to me, they know what I'm going to say because they either can't afford it or they can't afford it, and so I'm going to tell them either way, but what the problem is when people don't, my clients don't come to me and just do it like sort of behind my back, and then then we're in big trouble because then they already overbought, they're already over their head, and then they come to me and tell me.
0: And then what do you do? In a situation well, then like I, that. Well, then, then I scold them. Okay. <laughs> and then I tell them, you're
1: in big trouble and you should have t- you should have t- came to me first and now here's the ramifications of what we're going to have to do because of this decision.
0: Right. And okay.
1: I actually write about this a lot in the book. There's a, a, quite a few examples of exactly this.
0: So obviously, Carrie, they, you're speaking from experience. Yes. You have I've, actually experienced all of these kind of situations in life. I I have. Fantastic. Okay, so what advice would you give your younger self? Oh,
1: that's such an easy one for me. Um, be careful who you marry. It will cost you big time. If you don't pick the right spouse <laughs> And you know the funny thing is you you know you might you may not ever know because that person could change, you could change. You know, you could grow in separate spots and, you know, I don't, I don't know the answer to that of who gets it right the first time and forever, but I married the incredibly wrong person and it was a incredible life lesson and that shaped me and changed me and made me who I am today. Maybe I was supposed to go through that.
0: Could could I ask, is that something intuitively, did you know that from the start? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, the reason I ask that, is I yes. think that, you know, sometimes we have these gut feelings, all these yeah. uh, inclinations and we ignore them and we go ahead, move forward with whatever we've decided to do. And then as it turns out, you knew all along it wasn't the right person does that make sense because I mean I think it's really hard to know well how do you know if it's the if they're the right person and you know and or the right or wrong person and I think you know intuitively we always know in our gut whether it's the right or wrong person it's whether we actually listen to that instinct that we're feeling where our body's going no don't marry him he's not the right person but you just ignore it and your head goes no and then logically you think no he's he's this he's that I think no I'm going to go ahead with it Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, I exactly. think that its they're all lessons. We all learn something yeah. from it.
1: They are. Well, it's interesting because I am happily married now, um, years later, and I think to myself that maybe I would not have been with this fabulous man that I'm with today if I didn't go through what I went through. Absolutely. So it's a, it's a lesson. It's a life lesson. It's Absolutely. A, it's all They're all life lessons.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think that sometimes you need to make mistakes uh, to know what not to do and to do it yes. differently the next time. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So Carrie, what keeps you up at night? What do you worry so, about? You know, it's funny.
1: I, I, I'm at this moment in my life. I, I'm not that much as much of a worrier. I, I, I sleep fabulous and I get at least eight hours a night, but what keeps me up if when I am up is situations that are out of my control, whatever that may be like ISIS or, you know, something that I have no control over that's just going to happen, you know, or even, you know, a financial collapse or, you know, just like the financial crisis of, of, um, of 08, and 09 and the credit crisis of 07, That was pretty horrible for me, uh, for what I when I, you know what I did for a living. Um, and I'm always worried that another one of those is going to happen. So I, that that's probably the only thing that keeps me up
0: at night. So how do you get through that? So how do you let go of what the things that you can't control?
1: It's very hard. I, I mean, for me, I I mean, I do, I guess the only way to do it is I do yoga, and I you know do. Use melatonin to go to sleep, which relaxes me, and then I'm fine. I'm, and then I'm out for the light, out for the night. <laughs> Once I'm out, I'm out. So it's if I could just stop my head from racing and relax and meditate and take some melatonin, I'm good. And I'm a really good sleeper.
0: I have to say I'm a big fan of melatonin. It's uh fantastic, what I normally do I have sometimes sometimes where I have uh, clients or even friends that worry about things they can't control, and what I normally do is get them to write a list down of the things that they worry about, so like similar to what you talked about, and then next to it write down how much control do I have over this and most of the time you'll find it's 0%. zero percent exactly. uh, and, and, and research tells us that you know 95 90 to 95 percent of the things that we worry about we have no control over so how do we shift that mindset and and how to shift that mindset is to focus on the things that we can control Yes. So then I get them to write down a list of the things they can control and then put a plan around that so their focus, it shifts that focus away from being a worrywart into being a manifester.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. I totally
1: agree. And that's actually what I do exactly that in my work for financial planning because the same thing, people can freak out about all the things we can't control. We can't control taxes. We can't control politics. We can't control, you know, terrorism. We can't control pretty much anything. So there's like five things that we focus on that we can control, which is saving, spending, when we want to retire, how much risk we want to take, and what we want to leave when we pass. So we just focus on those things.
0: Beautiful. Love it. Sounds great. So what drives you? What inspires you?
1: So I am definitely internally driven. I've always been. And who inspires me? I would say that varies. Smart, independent, positive people who want to change the world. So somebody like a Gloria Steinem, she absolutely, absolutely inspires me. Even Madonna inspires me. Um, uh, Let's see. I was just thinking about this the other day. Oh, um, the Fed... Janet Yellen, she inspires me. Um, Who else inspires me? I guess just really, I guess it's all women too, which is kind of weird, but um, only women inspire me.
0: (laughs) Inspired by men. That's fine. And what is it about them that inspires you? Uh, Because they are out
1: there being fabulous at who they are and what they do and they're changing the world at the same time.
0: Mm, Okay. Pretty pre- and pretty powerful women, too.
1: yeah, exactly.
0: So when we're talking about your drive, how do you get motivated? Like say you get out of bed, you're feeling a bit mm, nonchalant, I don't know what I want to do today. How do you get yourself motivated?
1: Oh, that's funny. That's so not me. I literally wake up and within five seconds I'm working, and i'm and I'm excited and I can't wait, and I'm checking my phone and I'm checking my emails and i'm and I'm, yeah, so, and that's almost seven days a week. So, for me, the hardest thing is to to not be motivated. I need the opposite. I need when and when do I get some time off?
0: So, what do you do when you have time off? How do you relax? You sound obviously very. Well, I usually I usually energy. travel.
1: I usually travel and don't t- and try to not take devices with me, and that's the only way I can unplug.
0: Right. And what are your favorite travel places?
1: We happen to love Europe. My husband and I are. Massively in love with Europe, so we usually do one to two to three cities um, or, con- or parts of the country um, once a year, and so we just think it's amazing. And I have not been to Australia yet; it's on our list, and we just haven't made it yet. I think it's because of the flight, because of the flight time yes. from United States. <laughs> I think
0: it's—is it like thirty hours? It's it's a long one. It, well, it depends where you're f- flying from, but I'm, from I'm actually doing that North. in December. I'm flying to L.A. and New York, and it is a long flight. It's a long flight. <laughs> Very long flight. Melatonin is good for those flights? Yes, absolutely yes. it
1: is. It's yes. great for everything.
0: Absolutely. So who has been your greatest influence in your life?
1: Oh, that's easy for me. Um, it was definitely my father. And unfortunately I only had 35 years with him because he passed when I was 35 and he um, was um, you know, into he worked in the money field. and, And so he taught me everything I know and I was brought up like a son that went to, Uh, speaking engagements on money and we we'd spend the weekends doing stuff we went to foreclosure auctions I worked on his rental properties with him we you know he taught me everything related to money so I think it's just uh I was very 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 lucky that I had him when I had him as long as I did and I, I wish I had him longer that's the only thing I could say
0: that's beautiful and he's still there with you in spirit darling
1: Yes, he is. That's what everybody tells me.
0: Absolutely. So, if you had to pick one word that best describes you, your personal brand, what would that be?
1: Well, I already have two words. It's money queen, and that's me. That's my personal brand.
0: So, tell me what. It, t- tell me what. What are the attributes of money queen?
1: Um, it is a, a, a queen or a money queen is somebody who is. Does all the right moves with money, makes the world a better place, is charitable, is knowledgeable, shares her knowledge and wealth.
0: Wow, love that! Absolutely love that! I just love it, Money Queen. Just it it rocks.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's easy to remember. It is. So, what we like to do at um, at the end of all of our shows, we like to give our uh, listeners some golden nuggets, at least three golden nuggets. So if I was to ask you to give our listeners three golden nuggets, what would they be?
1: Sure. So I would say the first one is believe in yourself. You can do anything you put your mind to. And I was raised with that golden nugget and it – is maybe one of my reasons that I am um, inspired by myself that I don't need any, I don't need anything to get me inspired that, that I already am self motivated. So I think that that's one of them and one of the reasons why um, a second one I would say would be um, to visualize your success, conceive, believe, achieve. And you know, that's, you know, part of the secret, but, I completely believe in visualizing and everything I've visualized in my life has come, come true. I've brought it to to fruition. So that's incredibly important because you have to see it in your head and in your mind. And in your, even if you stick it on a, you know, vision board, do that. Um, and then this, we actually talked about earlier is everybody makes mistakes. It's how you recover from them that matters.
0: Wow, I love those. I can relate to every single one of those. I'm big on visualization. I think that your unconscious mind or your mind cannot tell the difference between what is real and what is not real. Yet if you can actually visualize it and believe it, I truly, truly believe you can achieve it. I myself have experienced that and continue to experience that. So, And I'm big on vision boards. I create a vision board every single year and have done for 15 odd years and I think that it just helps even more so with your visualization so I love it
1: yes thank you
0: thank you so when you're saying believe in yourself and this is a big one I was having a conversation with a lady just before in when we're talking about believing in oneself I mean how do you believe in yourself if you don't know how to do it what would be Uh some advice around that You
1: know, it's funny because um, I remember when I was first starting out in my career and I was always incredibly confident. And I remember I was going for a promotion and somebody said to me, How could you just go for that promotion? How do you know that you can even do it? And I said, Because I just believe that I can do it. And whatever it is, I'll figure it out or I'll learn it or somebody will teach me. And It's not even like that. the concept of what do you mean? Why are you going for that promotion if you don't know how to do it yet? It wasn't even in my like consciousness of my realm of possibility that I wouldn't be able to do it. So that's the whole inherent believe in yourself. And I don't know how you do it because I've been doing it my whole life. So maybe you have to do self affirmations to get there. Maybe you have to go to therapy. Maybe you have to know yourself Maybe it's a combination of all of the above. Maybe you have to have a strong, supportive partner um, and parents. I don't know. I think it's all of the above.
0: It sounds like the way I'm just listening to how you did it. was just basically jump into it and think about it later. Don't allow your thoughts to get in your way to stop you doing what you really want to do. Yes. I love it. absolutely love it. Well, Carrie, I have to say that this is uh, the end of our show now and I can't thank you enough for coming on and, uh, and being one of our special guests. And I um, would love to hear more about how can people connect with you, please? Sure. So I
1: am easy to find. You can find me on Twitter and I'm at, at Carrie Carbonaro and I'm also at, at Money Queen Guide. Um, on Twitter. My website is moneyqueenguide.com. I'm on Facebook at at Carrie Carbonaro and at Money Queen Guide. And I'm also on LinkedIn at Carrie Carbonaro Money Queen CFP.
0: Fantastic. Love it. I I don't think anyone will ever forget Money Queen. I think that is something that is going to stick with me forever. Money Queen. I just love it. (laughs) Great. So once again, thank you so very much for your show, uh, for your time, and um, I look forward to speaking to you again. Fabulous. Have a wonderful rest of the day. You too. Take care.
1: Okay, bye.
0: Bye. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com dot or twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you if you were listening to this podcast on itunes please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show we would love to hear your thoughts that's it for now thanks for listening until next time please take care